You are listening to Inside Healthcare, a podcast presented by NCQA. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to Inside Healthcare, another edition of NCQA's podcast. I'm Matt Brock. Joining us today is Dr. Ted Abernathy of Pediatric and Adolescent Health Partners. That is in Midlothian, Virginia. Dr. Abernathy began Pediatric and Adolescent Health Partners with a dream to develop a pediatric practice that could meet all of the needs of his pediatric and adolescent patients. Today, Pediatric and Adolescent Health Partners is a NCQA-recognized patient-centered medical home. Okay, so what made you do this? How did you get started? Oh, boy. Um, Years ago, uh, Colleen Kraft, who is now the up-and-coming president of the American Academy of Pediatrics, uh, joined our group. And she had this idea that actually started from the American Academy of Pediatrics, this idea of a patient-centered medical home where care was coordinated we knew the patient. We knew what the patient needed. We made sure that the patient got everything it was supposed to have. And she started talking about this. I'm sure it was probably 15 years ago. And we just kept moving towards that and moving towards that. And then, um, I'm not sure you know this, but medical practices actually negotiate their contracts with insurance carriers. And it became obvious to me that the days of being large where you could say to a carrier, look how big we are, if you don't cooperate, we're going to leave you. And that was sort of the hold we had on an insurance company. It became obvious that that size wasn't going to make any difference anymore. And what we were doing is we were switching away from pay for or fee for service payments to value care. There's a huge difference between the two. And the Folks kept saying, well, we're going to do quality care, quality care. And that was going on for a few years. And then I realized the quality wave had crested, and it was going, and this new value wave was coming along. And I kept looking at that patient-centered medical home thinking, we can do a better job. And we began to say, when we did quality, when we would say, well, we do quality, uh, and NCQA is great at this. I mean, we would say, we do quality care, we do this, we do that. And NCQA would say, prove it. And I couldn't. I knew we did it, but I couldn't. And they offered that pathway through the patient-centered medical home process to be able to do quality care and to prove it. Now, quality care is doing excellent care over and over and over again. But we're in a valued payment system now, and value-based care is doing quality care over and over again, but within certain cost containment parameters. So it's just not a matter of taking care of a child and doing good care. It's a matter of containing cost. So we started out saying, we can do this. We need to do this. And we just started the process. So what you're really saying is NCQA gave you the roadmap. You were doing some of this stuff already, but NCQA gave you that roadmap to head toward value-based care. NCQA was the pathway with, to the medical home. And the patient-centered medical home was the last step in becoming a high-quality practice. There was a point in time when, uh, going through the process, I would get really frustrated. In the past, frustration for me generally led to failure. And with NCQA, I would get frustrated, and they would work us through it and try to help us get our act together again. And frustration actually led to success, which led to improvement. 
Actually, it was the other way. Frustration led to improvement, which led to success. And they offered the pathway to the patient-centered medical home. You realize now that our new recognition process that your practice helped to pilot now has three primary steps. They are commit, transform, even though we believe transforming never ends, and succeed. As we started through the process, I had a partner who hates change. He didn't like change, and, and it didn't matter. And he expressed that, and I kept saying, we've got to do this, we've got to do this. And we were probably halfway through it, and he came to me one day and said, you know what, we're not changing, we're transforming. And I realized that what we had done when we changed things, we modified something, you know, we replaced something, we did something different. But what was happening with the NCQA process, we were just simply being pushed and oriented in a new direction. So we weren't changing, we were transforming, we were heading in a new direction, and the result of that new direction was a higher level of performance and a higher level of effectiveness. So I, I love the succeed. I mean, that's great. How do you tell a new mom what a PCMH is, that there's value to them as a patient? You don't. You don't tell them. You let them live it. We had a mom, as we were pretty much in the whole, we were, uh, we hadn't been approved, but we were operating as a patient-centered medical home, but we weren't certified. And the mom said to me, something's different here. You know, I feel more secure here. I feel so more secure with the practice. I'm happier here. And I think just for the moment, if that was true, if that mom was more secure, and just at that time, or if the mom had a chronic problem suddenly pop up, and we did what we were going to do. Think of the change that would occur in the way that child is cared for. The asthmatics we would keep out of the hospital. If, if that were true, just for the moment, think about um, keeping kids' immunizations up to date. So you don't tell them. You let them live it. You let them be, be a part of it. We know there's a significant number of your colleagues across the country who really aren't buying into value-based care because they really just want to be left alone. But the truth is, it seems to me that this process has allowed you to do the things you wanted to do when you went to medical school, which is to be a doctor. More time to talk to your patients, more knowledge about what they need. Describe that for me. Well, to begin with, it's team care. So you're not by yourself. You know, you have uh, certainly the doctor nurse team is there and the patient's part of that team. And so is uh, generally a pre-visit planner or somewhere in there a, a, a nurse or a receptionist that helps. So your job actually becomes easier. The old way we used to do things was appointments every, however you do it in your office, 10, 15, 20 minutes, go in, see the patient, do the exam, write the prescription, whatever, come out, do the chart, go back in. And the system was the leader of the care. Now we do something called clustered care, where we really are clustered as a team and we're taking care of the whole patient. So we're not doing this routine anymore. We're actually going in and doing everything that patient needs, everything we were trained to do. And they walk out, they're a happier patient. And believe it or not, the guy that basically said, I don't like change, he said, I don't understand this thing. And I went, what do you not understand? He said, my job satisfaction has gone up dramatically. So to those that say, just leave me alone, are you happy in your job? You like what you're doing? You're getting paid appropriately? You feel good about at night when you go home and go to bed? 
totally changes. You, you, you come out of this with a feeling of success. You are, at that point in time, a good doctor, and I can prove it. That's interesting because you're presuming they aren't happy. They are businessmanning. Well, here's the problem. Um, the number of patients that need care every day, we don't have enough time. We're running out of doctors or providers, clinicians, whatever you want to call them. And when, when time becomes an issue, the thing that suffers the most is the doctor-patient relationship. If I don't have time to spend with you, and I don't have my ducks in a row, and I'm prepared for the visit, and I know what you need, I can't even use the time effectively. The patient center medical home helps me accomplish that goal within that time frame that I have so that the visit is satisfactory to both you and me. And the patient-doctor relationship does not suffer. In a non-patient-centered medical home, I guarantee you, probably not more than five years from now, you'll see the patient-doctor relationship dying. And what doctor wants to be a part of that? You know, that is why we went into medicine for that relationship. When I was really frustrated at one of the things that we were trying to do, and I can't even remember, uh, one of the staff members at NCQA says, Dr. Abernathy, I understand your frustration, but remember this. You're about to join a very elite group of practices, and when we stick that seal of approval on your door, we want it to mean something, and it does. So tell me, how was it to work with NCQA? NCQA is like having a tough coach. It's like having a really great coach, but a tough coach. And that was a little bit difficult for as a physician because, of course, you know we know everything and we're in charge. It was sort of hard to listen to the coach, but they were there every minute. It was like a coach you liked, but we held you accountable. Tell me a little more about that. They never gave up on us. You know, this, this is really an important point. Um, the difference between the effort we put into becoming a patient-centered medical home and other things we've tried to do, because every group comes up with new ideas and wants to put it through, the difference was that in the past, things we tried would oftentimes even put into place would oftentimes not last. And we would wonder why, you know, we tried this new process, why didn't it last? And we could never really figure it out. This will last. And the reason this will last is because it matters. And that's what the staff saw. That's what the patients saw. They went, oh my God, looking around at how we were doing things, this matters. And anything that matters, as, as you know, doesn't go away. You're very proud of this. I'm proud of my people. I'm, um, yeah, proud of what they do and did. The cool thing was to watch the staff. Everybody was transforming. And they didn't even, I didn't even know we were doing it. They didn't know we were doing it. But you could see that transformation occur. And the pride we had in that patient medical center at home or moving toward it was shared by all. So that sort of the victory, everyone had had a role in it. Your people are great. They're friendly. You can tell that they are proud of where they work, that they also all own this. They truly feel a part of the team. They truly feel a part of the team. Uh, and, and believe it or not, I kind of fought the team concept because we had organized our, our, our organization almost like the airlines trained pilots and flight crews. You know, everybody was working with a different doctor, a different nurse, and we were rotating offices and all of that. 
And our theory was we would, we would practice um, what they called resource management. And, and so that everybody knew where everything was and they knew what they were supposed to do. So if you were my nurse today, you knew what to do, I knew what to do, we did our jobs. And then if you were my nurse tomorrow, you knew the job. And you just answered my question that I was having as you were talking, you know, what's the difference now? And the fact was they didn't own the job. That was the difference between the way we were training people. There was no ownership in that job. And the, the patient center medical home exactly brought ownership to that position. So what advice would you give to other practices of similar size considering being a PCMH, but they haven't quite taken that leap? The reason I would do this is because we always believed we did quality care. And we would say that. Now we can prove it. Your practice will become more efficient. The clinicians will be happier. The staff will be happier. Your job satisfaction will go up. And your revenue will increase through better contracts and through the ability to participate and pay for performance contracts. What should the first thing that a practice embarking on this process be ready for? What should you open up to? Well, if you put it like that, you have to be open not to change, but to transformation. But what you really need is a champion. One doctor, it can be a nurse, it can be an administrator, one champion who is relentless and no matter what happens, will not give up. Uh, I was the champion in the beginning and then when Dr. Keel came along, uh, he became the, the, I guess, the driver so I was able to articulate the dream or articulate what we wanted to be, and he was able to uh, put it in place and make it work. And in terms of financials, becoming a PCMH really does help there, doesn't it? And you expect that to continue? Well, the interesting thing is we were sort of told that if you become a patient center medical home, your contracts and payments would be better but we really didn't have an experience with it. Now we've had the experience with it, and so I, I know it's better, and I know it occurs, and there's no reason for that to change because as we move forward in this, we just get better and better and better at what we do. For example, avoidable ER visits. How do you stop that? We knew that that was a problem, so we put things in place that would prevent that ER visit from occurring. For example, we're moving towards telemedicine now. I was the biggest opponent to telemedicine in the world. But now I realize, unfortunately, no matter how good I am, no matter how much the patient loves me, convenience wins every single time. Tell me about that relationship with referrals. Has it changed? Are they better? Yeah, what, what changed is the, the best way to describe the medical home is in the old days and in non-medical home practices, you're responsible for your care. I tell you go to the specialist, you're responsible for making the appointment, you're responsible to go there, and then you're responsible for whatever happens there that the doctor says you should do. In the patient medical home, I'm responsible for your care. So I make sure that the appointment's made, I make sure that you went, I make sure that I have a report back in my office after you've gone, and that the report, whatever it ask us to do is acted upon. And the relationship with specialists? I would say our relationship with the specialist is the same, but the process and the care that we are giving together is totally different. Because you would, I could send a patient to a specialist, our relationship with good, what if they didn't go? And I didn't find out about it for months. 
Oh, what if the specialist didn't send the letter back? Oh, he did send the letter back, but it didn't get into the chart. I, there was no tracking way. There was no way to know all of those things. And now that that happens, the care is just so much more coordinated and, and effective care, and we don't miss anything. We don't lose anybody. Can you imagine if a person goes to a specialist, the specialist recommends something, and I'm supposed to put that in place and it doesn't happen, and then something happens and the patient gets hurt? How do you think I'm going to feel? That doesn't happen in our practice anymore. Things don't go through the hole in the ground, you know, the black hole. Dr. Ted Abernathy, thank you for joining us on this episode of Inside Healthcare. We really appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them and check out our website to sign up for more of our latest announcements. Bye now. I'm sure we'll see you again, no doubt.